0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm happy to welcome back Michigan Tech head strength and conditioning coach Matt Tomey. Matt and I are going to sit down and, and kind of dive a little deeper into the article that he wrote a couple weeks back for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. And we're going to talk about the role of the correspondence in injury prevention. Uh, Matt's article was really well received. A lot of people seem to like it. it. It had a ton of hits and brought some some good discussion through people. So. We wanted to talk a little bit more about it, and more importantly, we wanted to talk about why dynamic correspondence matters in this area of athletic development. So what does following this criteria do, what effect does it have, and why is it important in injury prevention? We also talk about how Dr. Yesis' methods help with injury prevention because of following the principles of dynamic correspondence. And then we also get into what the role the optimal dose plays in injury prevention, And I think that that's a really, really big thing that's sort of an overlooked fact. A lot of people look at the optimal dose right now because it's kind of a sexy, neat, you know, word, phrase that people like to talk about with training. But if you're not breaking these kids down, then chances are they'll be able to handle the stress better that's going to be put upon them at practice and whenever they're performing their sporting exercise. Like every talk I ever have with Tomy, this was absolutely fantastic. Take a ton away from it. I hope you guys enjoy it, too. Let's get right to the talk. Matt, thanks for coming back on, man. The article was a huge hit, so I want to dive deeper into it here and, and talk a little bit more about this whole idea or this this new and different idea of injury prevention that, that you brought up. So how about we start with a little bit of background on it?
1: Okay. Uh, and, well... I don't know if it's new. It, it, well, I know it's not new, right? <laughs> but, uh, but at least it's maybe, like I said in the article, I think it's something that's overlooked. And that's, that was kind of the main point. And the article is really short, really specific to dynamic correspondence as kind of a mode for injury prevention. So I wanted to keep it at that. There are other factors that you know we can get into uh, that that relate to injury prevention, but I wanted to keep that uh, as the main focus of or the main topic of that article, just because it is it's something that people don't talk about a lot. As far as here's how we prevent injuries, you know, it's typically we use this exercise or that exercise to prevent this type of injury, but it's not. As specific as dynamic correspondence, and we do this so that it relates to what they do on the field, and they can uh handle the stresses that they're going to incur on the field and that was kind of the main point
0: no, and that's a freaking awesome point because we can sit here and do all the you know shoulder internal external rotations that we want, but if you can't handle the velocity of throwing a fastball it it doesn't matter, yeah, you know exactly. So talk a little bit more about dynamic correspondence, how that fits in and where that is now, where the the theory has driven you programming wise and how it contributes to that aspect of injury prevention or reduction with your student athletes. Okay. And
1: yeah. So, I mean, starting with the, the most simple portion of dynamic correspondence same muscle groups. Okay, we're using the same muscle groups that they use on the field, and most athletes use their entire body, right? You know, <laughs> on the field. So, so with uh, with Doc's program, with the one by twenty program, a key focus is we're training every joint, every joint action. So we prepare the entire body throughout the GPP. You know, so in, within that, we're training every muscle that's used. And then, you know, taking it a little step a step further, we'll, we'll take specialized exercises such as the pawback and knee drive for running, uh, the lunges, those types of things that, that mimic actions that we'd see in sport. So now we're looking at the same ranges of motion. So we're not only training the hip flexors, but we're training the hip flexors as they're used in sprinting or the hip extensors as they're used in sprinting. And you know, we'll, we'll not only do that, but we'll talk about the emphasis portion of the range of motion. Moving down moving down the line of uh, specificity, for, uh, you know, get, getting more and more specific or taking in uh, more and more of the portions of dynamic correspondence, we'll look at the emphasis portions of the range of motion and the same range of motions that we'd see in sport. So we need to prepare them for exactly what they're going to do, right? And then getting even more specific and uh, kind of encompassing more of dynamic correspondence we want to look at the forces that they're going to incur and I mentioned in the article for Kashansky actually inventing uh, the shock method wh- when he was looking for something that mimicked the forces in the last takeoff or the last impact before takeoff in a triple jump. So he used that, he used the kinetic energy of the falling body in the depth jump to kind of mimic those forces. So in, in a way, we can, we can talk about plyometrics and the depth jump being injury prevention exercises because they're going to allow that athlete over time, if we're gradually progressing them to that point, to handle a greater amount of force. Right. So it really comes down to how much stress can can that tissue handle yeah and and when we go back last time we talked about our gradual progression and how we start at a low level and, and gradually increase so you know when we when we do that we gradually build that portion of the body up to an extent where it can handle quite a bit more stress load and it's done in a specific way that that mimics what's going on when they're actually in competition
0: Right. That's a lot of really big points going really quick yeah. right there. So let's let's <laughs> run it back for two seconds. And let's start first with actually something different than dynamic correspondence. And that is the entire GPP realm. Because I think that what people, when they look in, and Yosef touched on this, you know, a lot of people think that this, a lot of the, the the people that follow Doc are people that just do one by twenty and jumps and special exercises, but really, the the building from the general to the specific allows for the dynamic correspondence to show up for yeah. us to build to it because so many of these kids, like you said, like. You don't just play sports with your knees, you know, like you play sports with your whole body. So you need to develop the strength, um, the muscular endurance, the, the resilience of the connective tissue throughout your body in order to develop, A, the sporting skills and the tools necessary to be successful, and B, the resilience required to not break down because if you don't build these general things, you know, it's like the whole idea of that people like to say, what is it? Something like uh, train, what they don't do. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and that's just kind of GPP.
1: Yeah. Well, and throughout GPP, we're training everything. So we're not only training the same movements. We are training the opposite movements. Yeah. There's a, there's a, Balance component, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, DOCS GPP and going through every single joint and using single joint exercises is a concept that maybe we don't see very often. And, And yeah, if we're doing a bicep curl and a tricep extension, sure, we're training the biceps and triceps, but we're also improving the strength of the elbow joint, you know, and hopefully improving the strength of the connective tissue in that joint if we use higher rep ranges and can increase the blood flow to that area.
0: Right. So it plays a huge, huge role. Oh, no doubt. So Uh, then, moving moving forward then. Yeah. So now, going forward and looking at what they do, like you were talking about, let's talk about some examples of this. What are some things that you do using this theory that you would say have had a positive impact on you know knock wood the maintained health of your student athletes?
1: Well, I think that it's not really necessarily any one particular portion of it it's hard to It's hard to say in reality none of none of the exercises that I use are geared towards. Injury prevention exclusively. So the, the the program as a whole plays, or kind of, you know, injury prevention, I guess you could say, is a byproduct of the program as a whole. So one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast was the optimal dose, applying the appropriate amount of stress. That plays a huge role in, in injury prevention. Um, gradually progressing from training the entire body to training more specific actions is going to play a huge role. So just like I said, you know, or just like you were saying, uh, we build all these components. So using all these single joint exercises, we build all these components, and then we gradually put those components together. But in the GPP, we make sure that there aren't any weak links within that big multi-joint movement, that more specific mm-hmm. movement. So that's not only going to help increase the strength of that multi-joint movement or the power output of that multi-joint movement, but it's also going to help prevent injuries in that multi-joint movement. So if we're training uh, certain actions uh, at the hip and knee joint or the ankle joint and then you know, hip abduction and adduction, and then we kind of transfer those over to uh, a side lunge for cutting. Um, you know we're training all the components relative to that, and it's going to improve their power output in cutting, but it's also going to improve their stability in cutting, and it's also going to improve uh, their ability to do that effectively without getting injured.
0: Right. right. So building the general base with the strength throughout all the needed actions associated with, whether yeah. it be agonist or antagonist, yeah. through these movements and then building upon that with a idea of increasing the strength of the movement being performed in the sporting exercise, the mobility that you can safely perform the movement through, and the speed of contraction.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, and,
1: you know, like I, like I said, it's... It's not necessarily, as far as injury prevention, the goal of a specific component, but it is it is a byproduct of all of those things, of applying the proper load and then gradually increasing intensity over time so that those movements or those tissues can handle higher stress loads. And then allowing for transfer using exercises that allow for transfer um and increasing the the use of dynamic correspondence so injury prevention is really a culmination of all those things kind of done properly rather than just uh specific exercises geared towards the prevention of injury uh and you know i know yosef wanted me to point this out too but (laughs) we're uh it's working pretty well you know we last off season and in season period we had zero non-contact injuries on our football team and you know we're seven games in and we're on our way to be doing that again this year yeah so uh and i think that our contact injuries are fairly low as well i don't know what average is but we're doing we're doing really well it's working very well uh, and it's not, it's not necessarily a key focus
0: of the program. Well, because it doesn't need to be. No. Because the focus right. of the program is to make them better at their sport. And yes. if you're getting them to move better, faster, with better technique, quicker, and teaching the fundamental skills that are behind these and you're developing the general strength required to piggyback with or assist with the continued improvement of these skills, then it seems as though you would be in a good position to set yourself moving forward. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty, it's uh, pretty, Cut and dry, pretty simple and pretty straightforward. So then, if we're not looking at specific exercises that is injury prevention, then what are your specific things that you're looking at when you're improving these athletes?
1: So, again, it goes back to, one, starting with a good solid GPP base. Uh, which we use the DOCS program like we talked about already, um, gradually progressing that, gradually increasing the training load, and gradually increasing specificity uh, depending on the athlete. So whether it's exercises for hitting or blocking in football or running or cutting or kicking, whatever it might be, we use specialized exercises as we progress uh, with that, with it, with each position or each athlete, um, and and that's all we're really looking at. It's not necessarily, yeah, okay, this this certain part of their body needs to be able to handle a certain amount of stress load within a game in order to not become injured, right? But that's not necessarily the goal. Isn't necessarily to increase the resilience to stress. It's a byproduct of the process. So. We're gradually increasing specificity. We're also gradually increasing kind of the intensity of the, of the training load uh, as we go, very you know very small increments of, of progression, and that allows that tissue to adapt over time and become more resilient. And it does so. we do so in specific actions, specific ranges of motion, Uh, And like I said, higher force outputs and things things of that nature.
0: Gotcha. So when we're looking then at specialized exercises, which is something that's been, that will be part of the program the whole way through, how does that change and progress as your student-athletes go from freshman to senior? So...
1: With the specialized exercises, yeah, we we will start them out as the freshmen using the specialized exercises, and typically there it will be a set of twenty, and it'll be technique. It'll be very low resistance uh, and just technique work. We're not worried about speed at, at you know throughout that uh, period of time, and then we gradually increase from there. Gradually increase the resistance as they kind of get a handle on the technique will we'll gradually increase the speed so that that becomes more relative. And then I guess you could say as they adapt or as that, that stimulus kind of runs out, we'll, we'll have to do some different things. So we'll have to maybe use an eccentric emphasis on a pawback or a knee drive or a side lunge where they're actually, you know, side lunge where they would step out, come back, and stick that landing. And it would look just as just as it would look if they were coming into a cut. Right. So now we're looking at that eccentric component of the cut. Uh, and then we can also, obviously we're going to gradually increase the, the resistance as we go, but we can also get to a point where now, uh, you know, with some of the older guys where we decrease the resistance and use... Uh, use it at an even higher velocity. Or uh, we can can implement some kind of different things within there, whether they're isometrics or, like I mentioned, eccentrics, to kind of push those specific actions along.
0: Right. So when you do those eccentrics, the jump backs, do those turn plyo later, or do you do... How does that progress then?
1: Yeah, yeah, we could. They could turn Plyo eventually. Uh, it kind of depends on what they look like, and yeah, because that's uh, hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. So it, it depends on what they look like, and then if we're only doing, you know, if we're doing the eccentric, which we did with basketball earlier on, uh, before we got into the preseason here, and. That was kind of where our, our progression ended. The Implementing the plyo after that would have been way too much when they are starting practice at the same time. It would have been way too much to do at that time. But maybe next year the guys who have done it will get to that point earlier and then they'll maybe be able to do a plyo where they'll jump back out. Um, right now with the older guys, they're doing uh, a lower number of reps and a lower number of weight, and jumping out a lot farther, increasing the velocity of that specialized exercise, just like we do with a higher velocity
0: squat or bench. Right. No, I think that that's really awesome, and uh, it's, we're actually just starting to, with our guys that have been through it before, they'll start the Eccentrics next week, because yeah. it's, I mean, it's, for some of them, it's their third year getting into it, and it's, We're thinking of going to that next step with them, but we're still thinking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, because a lot changes.
1: Yeah, with any of it, and it sounds like it's hard to. It sounds like we're being really vague, but it's really hard to to give specific recommendations because it depends on the situation. It depends so much on the situation that. It's going to be different. It's different for the football team than it is for the basketball team. Right. Their sport's different and their practice is different.
0: Oh, yeah. So their oh, yeah. body shapes know. are very different. <laughs> Travel schedules are way different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's even way different when we talk for just between us. Yeah. You know, we may play more games and be on the road more, but you guys are on the road more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah
1: our closest um, the closest school in our conference
0: is 2 hours away so a 2 hour drive yeah so yeah yeah ours is about a 2 hour walk yeah <laughs> if even that to be honest i think the the bike riders got from from us to downtown in like 12 minutes in the yeah. UCI race so i mean i'm sure maybe it's maybe it's an hour walk um but no you know and i think that the vagueness is kind of based upon the fact that there are so many things that are always so simple and so similar early on that end up being spread out later, and then we get into more specific. And I think that the idea of building that huge base every preseason or every offseason or whatever time of year you're doing it to lead from the general to the specific is one of the leading factors into that success. I think the second leading factor is The time spent rehearsing, reviewing, and perfecting is the wrong word, but perfecting techniques. Yeah. You know, whether it be the specialized exercises or special exercises just to teach them how to cut, how to start, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, And we're not talking like your A series and your B series, we're talking like, you're going to stand on your left foot. You're going to go right, left, and cut 90 degrees to your right. And you're going to practice how you do that. And you're going to work on pushing the ground and getting your hips out and opening your right foot out so that you can cut on 90 degrees. Yeah. Building that to five steps. And I know that this probably right now people are thinking and saying, "Huh, eh, really? That's it? But no, yeah, it really is. And it's... I think that the missing link in a lot of things that we do when we talk about preventing injuries is we worry about a lot of things that may or may not happen. Like, for example, like the eccentric stuff that you were just mentioning, we were talking about is very important when you get to a certain level. But if you don't know how, like, like people like to talk about eccentric stuff in, you know, landings and all that stuff in ACL rehab. But no one ever talks about how do you cut? Yeah. Like, how do you actually do it? Like, and I think that that's something that really, A, has a great performance benefit. Like, we can just both agree with that and just say that out loud. Yeah. And, And B, I think that, in this world of injury prevention and, you know, games lost due to injury, um, it's super important in those things. For anything, like from your midsection down, like back, hip, knee, ankle, like if if they don't know how to cut on one foot, no wonder they give out. Yeah. And that was – it's
1: something – I mentioned that really briefly – yeah, I think I mentioned maybe it's a sentence or part of a sentence about just technique and obviously is important. Huge factor, another huge factor with injury prevention. And yeah, a lot of a lot of the things that these athletes do, we don't it's not necessarily our area, right? To improve their shooting technique. Uh but we can improve their running and cutting technique. And we can do that very easily. And yeah, that's definitely something we do same thing, you know, we'll even even right now, you know, we're we're to the point where our cutting technique's good and we can do different mirroring drills and things that are more specific, but we always go back and refresh the basics and, and make sure that the foot plant is pro- is correct, and the swing leg is out where it needs to be, and and they're lowering their hips to a good extent, uh, you know, to the point where they need to. They're keeping their chest up, everything. So we'll we'll always go through that, and at the beginning of every off season, we'll we'll re- refresh that again too. Um, huge component, and then you know, specialized exercises that we've mentioned, the pawback and knee drive play a huge role in improving running technique just alone without even doing any running technique exercises we can we can use uh, you know we can use those two exercises and their running technique will be a lot better and uh, more efficient and if they're landing closer to under the hips then that's less forces going up their whole spine uh, and in the end it's less, less repetitive stress
0: right. Which, so, again, is what we're trying to avoid. You know, it's yeah. what can we do to to limit the unneeded extra stress upon them and decrease their ability to handle the load provided in practice and in games? Yeah. Matt, I think this is an awesome talk, and I think that a lot of people are going to take a lot away from it, going deeper into the actual thought process in that, in that quick article that people already were were ripping through all over the place I, I think that uh this is gonna help a lot of people understand a little bit more of what we both do uh but even more so you know what what has been a big part of your success up there in in uh at Michigan Tech up, I'm sure under about nine and a half feet of snow you <laughs> know by the time this uh gets up <laughs> yeah um yeah probably. but I do I really appreciate your time bro and uh we'll be in touch really soon
1: yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me again, Jay. Hope people
0: get a lot from it. Awesome, man. Well, I'm sure they do. Thank you much. Thanks. And a huge thank you to today's guest, Michigan's Tech's Head Strength and Conditioning Coach, Matt Tomey. Guys, you know, just a lot of really pertinent stuff, awesome information that's simple, concise, to the point. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, it, and I hope that you could take a step back and look at your programming and say, you know, are we really looking at this or are we just kind of prescribing exercises that are exercises because people say to do them. You know, if you can sit there and and connect these things and, and look at these principles and implement your programming around them, I think that you're going to see some really great results. And I think you're going to see your injury rates decline quite a bit. As always, guys, if you have any questions and comments, please post them below. Obviously, Maddie's around quite a bit. He's been a huge impact on the seminar. He has had a huge impact on everything we do here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. And he will be around both in writing and on the podcast. So if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, please fire away. Leave them below. Matt's not a a guy that's going to hide behind what he says. If you have questions or want to have a discussion, he's always open to talk and shop. And if you did enjoy it, please go ahead and share it through the social media outlet of your choice. We're just trying to get the best information we can get out to the best coaches around, guys. And we appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week here at the podcast where we bring in another great guest. Thank you very much.